It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming on the chilly side this morning. So I wore the heavier coat coming in. Yeah, temperatures have dropped quite a bit. We'll get into whole weather forecast. Of course, 645 is an extended forecast from Don Day. Some people, like where I live, got a little bit of snow. Some of the big fat flakes came down. Nothing really stuck. Most of it's already melted off. Not all of it, but the green areas are still full of snow. But not surprising yesterday and including this morning yeah i 80 how the wind does blow is pushing in the snow the wood is out of it it has been closed truckers filling spots in every parking lot the wood is out of it it has been closed that of course is eddie delbridge he's way over there in the rollins area and so from Rollins to Cheyenne. That's right there. That's been closed. And last I looked was just a few minutes before I came on the air. It's still closed. So depending on where you are or were even yesterday is how much snow you might have gotten out of the system. So we do have a successful test of the Canadian weather machine. It's up and operating. I don't know exactly when the next storm comes through. I know that the next few days are just going to be cool and nice very fall-like. Another system queuing up to come in, but that'll be a while. You got a few days of really nice weather. Don Day's on a 745. We talk about the whole thing with him. He's just watching those future trends. Okay, now this morning, I'd like to thank the radio gods in advance for the kinds of things that they've dumped in my lap. Yes, we do have, I have for you, some information on what's happening in Israel and with Gaza and so on, but... uh, I know you've probably been talked to death on that. Here's some other news for you. So, Senator Fetterman, we'll get into that. The guy who has been wearing shorts and hoodies to everything had something to say yesterday, which... You ever notice sometimes somebody makes an observation and you want to turn to them and say, so you're talking about yourself, right? Hang on, this is good. Also... Someone decided to give climate activist Greta Thunberg an award. You're going to love this, what the award is and why she got it and what award she's not able to win. Also, the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior because of an impending government shutdown. That's all lined up this morning. Trigger warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Let's do the social justice warrior. I'm just itching to get that done. This morning, all the final pieces came in because I, well, I do 
two of the voices in the Social Justice Warrior episodes. I'm the announcer guy. I'm also the Social Justice Warrior himself. Now, the Dan is from way out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The Dan does the Social Justice Warrior sidekick, the roommate. You know, they live in mom's cellar, the Social Justice Warrior's cellar, his mom. And they're like a year behind in the rent or more by now. Then there's the voice of average white guy, and that's done by Fire Pit Paul, who's way over in Cheyenne. So the two of them, they were busy, but they were able to sit down for a moment and voice what I had asked. I sent them the scripts, and they sent those in. So this morning, starting uh, about 5 o'clock this morning, I, look, I noticed I had all the pieces. Everything had come in. And I thought, I can go ahead and throw this together real quick. It's not going to take a whole lot of work. So I just put everything together in the editor and came up with what you're about to hear. Now, this next episode of The Social Justice Warrior has to do with an impending government shutdown. Remember, we just about had one. And, of course, the media has to go into panic about it. We might have a government shutdown. (gasps) The last one we had, if I remember right, I'll go back and look it up. I think it was like 16 days long, something like that. Nothing bad happened. But the media's got to get hyperactive about it. And nobody in government, elected officials or bureaucrats, whomever, nobody in government can allow themselves to say out loud that there's not a big deal with a government shutdown. Most of government is not shut down. Everything is fine. Nothing bad happens. In fact, you do a whole lot better. All of America does a whole lot better with a lot less government. But all they did in Congress was put in a stopgap measure, which was supposed to last like 45 days. And we've ticked through quite a bit of that already. I think we, what, I guess maybe we're five days in. I'll just take a look at when that shutdown finally comes to an end or when when the uh, stopgap finally comes to an end. And then we'll face once again another government shutdown possibility because while they're supposed to be fixing these problems there in Congress, they're not. And that includes the House of Representatives who's not able to vote on anything right now because according to the rules they have to have a speaker of the house and they don't have one and if you're thinking steve scalise he won a preliminary vote but not an actual vote a test vote but not an actual vote and last night he dropped out of the race so for those who are thinking well steve scalise is going to be speaker of the house he dropped out so we don't know anymore all right so we have to wait as the House of Representatives tries to get its act together and hopefully can do so before we face another government shutdown. There's complaints right now. We can't get anything done because the House of Representatives, they're not able to vote on anything. Well, good. As far as I'm concerned, the less they get done, the better because they're not making things better for the rest of us. They're making things worse. All right. Let's just pretend we hit the next deadline and we fall into a government shutdown scenario. So what will happen with our superhero, Social Justice Warrior? We now rejoin our uh, hero, Social Justice Warrior, as things have gone terribly wrong with the world. He and his sidekick are hunkered down in his apartment, the cellar of his mother's house, where he's over a year behind in the rent. Darn a government shutdown. Why did you buy so many cases of ramen noodles? Well, I'm not going to buy some real food from one of those prepper sites. 
I'm not supporting those Nazis. I'm already sick of eating them. Quit looking at the cat like that. Hmm. How long have we been down here? Um, six hours. Lord, government shutdowns feel like they go on forever. It must be like total chaos outside. Like The Walking Dead or the movie The Purge or something like that. Honestly, I'm not sure how anyone thought they could survive a day without the government. What the hell is that? OMG, do not open that window blind. It's our neighbor, average white guy. Yeah! The government is shut down. Heck yeah, no more stupid laws and government bureaucrats. We're free, we're free! Will our heroes survive the government shutdown? Will he totally freak out when he finds out things are a lot better with a whole lot less government? Find out next time in the continuing episodes of Social Justice Warrior. Squirrel! Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, mornings on K2 Radio. Six white tears of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right. Gonna have to put something aside for just a moment here to help out Rianne from Fort Danger. Okay, Rianne. She's having trouble picturing what social, well, not what social justice warrior looks like, but average white guy in the episode might look like. And I know you could probably picture all sorts of different things as an average white guy. But she's saying total redneck here? Well, okay, I don't picture social the average white guy as like 100% total redneck redneck, like southern redneck. But... He is someone who does have a big diesel-powered pickup truck and owns guns and likes to backyard barbecue and stuff like that. So I'm going to call you back just a moment here, Rianne, to the last episode. Remember when Social Justice Warrior wanted to get into a car chase? And it was the electric car versus the diesel truck. Okay. The race ended when Social Justice Warrior ran out of electricity, an average white guy, as always, being a decent guy, offered to help him. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun. As average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck, a rolling coal, of course, then our Social Justice Warrior is in pursuit. In an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase. It's a cold night, and that means our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. Take that mask off. I can't understand you. Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. 
Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. I really don't have to. <laughs> oh, this is sheer torture for our social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, oh, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. Hopefully that gives you a better idea of what average white guy is really like here. Oh, by the way. Since I'll push this up to the front here, I was going to do this a little later, but let's do it now. So, since in that episode I just played, the social justice warrior is all upset because his his electric car is being charged up again by a diesel truck. And no, average white guy does not need to rev his truck like that to charge his car, but he is. Because it's funny. Greta Thunberg just won an award. Someone gave her an award. Now, as always, things like this are done not because she really did anything. Things like this are done because they're trying to make a point. So they give her an award in... Well, it's it's like an honorary uh, degree, if you will. In theology. Oh, wow, it's a doctorate. Oh, wow. It's now Dr. Thunberg. I didn't realize this. <clears throat> Greta Thunberg is now Dr. Greta Thunberg because she has an honorary doctorate in theology. Well, they couldn't give her a degree in science, obviously. So they did theology instead. The story says the reason why she receives the doctorate is she was given us all a task that extends beyond our everyday choices through her actions the faculty explains, referring to Thunberg's actions against climate change. She'll receive the award in June. The question about the link between Greta's climate activism and theology. Now, I can answer that. They'll probably have a different answer, but this is mine. I often call it the cult of climate change, right? It's a religion. It's a doomsday cult. So you would give... The Virgin Thunberg, by her own admission, I'm not just saying it, by her own admission, you would give her a doctorate in theology because it's a religion. Not a doctorate in science because this has nothing to do with science. Uh, say, a university independent institutes is not based on faith, they say. It's about the combination of faith and climate, but it's about the link between Thunberg's climate activism and science. Well, there's no link there, but okay. As faculty agree with the fundamental goals that she propagates. The story says the honorary doctorate is the highest honor a faculty can give a person with these doctorates distributed by different faculty members. The University of Helsinki wants to raise people, well, people's awareness and so on. Uh, so what would we call her now? I guess it would be the Virgin Doctor Greta Thunberg. I, I, I guess. I, 
that again. It's perfect, though. You give her a doctorate in theology because this is a doomsday cult religion. So you give her a doctorate in theology. Obviously. Thank you for doing that, University of Helsinki. It makes me feel so much better now. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming away right after local news update on the weather forecast. And you and I are going to roll back into it again. Uh, now, I've got another one about Senator Fetterman. Because this is just unbelievable, too. One of the reasons I thanked the radio gods for this morning show prep. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Everything you need to start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six of time. Wake up, Wyoming. Okay, Miss Mary sends me a note here. Harriet Hageman, your congresswoman, is going to be on the program at seven oh six. To talk about several things, one of my, I want to ask her about Bureau of Land Management Conservation Easement Plan. That has to be spoken about. Also, uh, Speaker of the House situation, another good one. We'll try to squeeze in a couple of our topics if I can. Depends on how long she's able to stick with me. But all right, let's get back to the Senate real quick. So, Fetterman, this is the guy who already had many mental issues to begin with. And then he had some strokes, which made it far worse. When he was elected, which I don't know why anyone would vote for someone in that condition, but okay, he was voted in. And then he's showing up for work in shorts and flip-flops and a hoodie. That was finally resolved when members of the Senate said, no, 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 we have rules for a reason. He needs to put on a suit. So that was finally resolved, although I haven't seen what is he. I'll have to take a look at what exactly is he wearing to work now. But all right, so... Fetterman, this is one of those too-good-to-be-true moments. Fetterman was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and was asked an awkward set of questions, but of course it's Stephen Colbert, so. Which Fetterman said, well, let's see if I can go ahead. I, I, wanna, I just want to make sure this isn't too long here. Let's see if you can just hear Is it, it awkward to be in the Capitol and then run into people that you have put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game, but then you have to see these people in the cafeteria. Uh, no, it's, it, you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Hold it right, hang on. <laughs> You want me to go back and play that? I, I will. Uh, I especially love the way he talked. You don't need to know that. I, okay, but <laughs> America's not sending their best and Bryce to Washington. After he said that, did he go into the men's room, you know, to relieve himself or whatever and look in the mirror and think, oh. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Says the guy sitting on national television wearing shorts and a hoodie like, like he always sometimes, does. Sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. And, you know, 
before the, the government almost shut down. I mean, it came down to a couple hours. I was in my office and they finally came over from the House and they're like, okay, well, this has to be unanimous in the Senate. And out of 99 of us, if one single one of us would have said no, the whole government would have shut down. Good. And that's how dangerous great. that is to put that kind of power in one's hands because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to, <laughs> to, to shut down the government just to score points on Fox. Just to score points on Fox. That's what he thinks. We're willing to shut down the government just to score points on Fox. That's not what that's about. But okay, so here's Fetterman saying this. I think most of us have been there at some point when you have somebody in the room, as you just say you're in the room with a group of people, and there's one person who is just really just, I'm sorry, just the dumbest person in the room, and yet somehow they think that they're the smartest person in the room. And that's what we're dealing with with Fetterman here. So we're not exactly sending the brightest. Yes, I, we know that. And again, this comes from the guy who was sitting there on national television, once again wearing shorts and a hoodie while on national television. Cannot possibly say enough about this. So if Fetterman is somebody should pull him aside and say, hey, uh, Fetterman, you, do you realize when you were saying all of this? And I don't think that anything... Well, most of what he said was perfectly fine. I agree with actually most of what he said there, except for the part about the government shutdown. Let it shut down. <clears throat> we could use a little bit of a break for a while from government. Let it shut down for a while. That would be dynamite, especially since the vast majority of the government doesn't shut down. They only shut down a small percentage of it, and we're fine. Last couple of government shutdowns that I went through, and you went through, most of you, you didn't even notice it. So, fine. I, it, he's making a big deal. We could have had a government shutdown. Good. Great. Let's do that for a little while. And let's do that next time around. And let people really know, look, uh, it's now day 16 of your government shutdown, and how's your life? How are things? You doing okay? I bet you're doing fine. In fact, I remember during the last government shutdown, I did exactly that on the air. How you doing? I had a countdown clock going doomsday music, all that kind of stuff. You doing okay? Everybody was doing just fine. But they want you convinced there's absolutely no way you can survive this. All right, Fetterman. If only Stephen Colbert had said, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Fetterman, are you talking about yourself? 642, wake up. Keeping some honest, letting some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 6.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. So, Frank, I, you know, I love doing all sorts of different kinds of sciences. And I was watching something by a geologist that was in... Uh, Rollins, Wyoming. I told you about Rollins Red. I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also know that someone put the Rocky Mountains in the wrong place? Who put the Rocky Mountains? I have no that's what scientists are trying to figure. You would figure by now, since the Rocky Mountains go from way down south, way all the way up through Canada, that by now, after all this study, geologists would know how the Rocky Mountains formed and why they are where they are. They don't know yet? No. They have, they have. They've been there for thousands of yes, years. Yes, they have. Well, the, the, the geologists haven't, though. They have competing theories, but that's about. I watched this whole video by a geologist on this as he explains why 
And I put up a post on it in the Wake Up Wyoming website as well. The competing theories as to how the Rockies form. But normally you have one fault line pushing against another fault line and mountains come up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't exist under the Rockies. Oh, it doesn't? No. So why are they there? Uh Ah, see? something happened. That's right. The most popular theory, that doesn't necessarily mean the theory's true, but it's the most popular, is when you get off the West Coast, there's uh, sublimation. In other words, the Earth is, the ocean floor is going Mm -hmm. underneath our continent. Yeah. And it might run into something under there that caused a push up. Mm -hmm. That's the best they have right now. Okay. It's uh, kind of weird that, you know, like that Casper Mountain that, that you know, actually goes yeah. east and west. Yes. Well, now, here's another, and I, I thought this was a, a really good explanation by a Wyoming geologist. When you, let's say we were on a hardwood floor and we threw down an oriental rug. Now, you're on one side, I'm on the other, and we push either side of the rug toward each other. There's going to be wrinkles in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The Laramie Range, which Casper Mountain's part of, and also the Bighorn Range, and many other ranges around Wyoming, that's how they were formed. Wrinkles in the carpet. Aha. Uh-huh. Not because there's a fault directly under them. But what got me was I'm watching this whole thing thinking, I thought they knew exactly how the Rockies were formed, and I was watching this geologist to find out how. And then when he said, we don't know, we're still, we're still debating it. That's a little bit weird after it, all these it, you years. You would think that they would have had it nailed down. High school football. The season rolls along today, tonight, and tomorrow around the state. Some teams are just playing for playoff seeds. Others trying to get into the playoffs. Others trying to just get done with the season. In football, the feature game will be number one Sheridan at 7-0, taking on number three in the Toronto comes in at 6-1. Cheyenne East at 6-1 will host Windless Cheyenne South. Windless Laramie hosting Rock Springs. Cheyenne Central at 3-4 will host Campbell County. In 2A, Windless Glenrock goes to Newcastle. 1-6 Burns will play Wheatland. In 1A, 6-man Casper Christian at 3-3 will be an encampment. KC at 4-3 will play Hewlett. Saturday, 1-4 Midwest will host Matisse. Keep track of all those high school football scores on Wyopreps.com. College football, another great opportunity, presents itself for the Wyoming Cowboys as they travel to Colorado Springs to take on the Air Force. The UW defense has carried the load this year, and they'll need to play assignment football to the max against this all-option, this uh, Air Force option running attack. Although the Falcons did throw the ball enough last week against San Diego State to uh, make it interesting. Folks are 5-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in Mountain West play after a 24-19 win over Fresno State. And the offense really needs just to take care of the football and be productive when they have it because the way the Air Force operates, they can really choose some clock. And the Falcons come in at 5-0 and overall, 3-0 and in Mountain West play. Cowboys are 11-point underdogs in the game. That is a 5 p.m. start tomorrow from the Academy. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. National Football League, another game, another loss for the Denver Broncos. They were beaten by Kansas City 19-8 to fall the 1-5. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 16 straight times. 16. Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 306. The Broncos are awful, and to some fans, that's not a bad thing. And we'll see how many players Denver gets rid of here in the next few weeks. High school volleyball from last night in 4A. Number two, Cody beat number three, Kelly Walsh, in an epic match. 25-20, 23-25, 25-19, 22-25, and 17-15. Tonight in 4A volleyball, Kelly Walsh will host Riverton. Laramie will host Natrona. Cheyenne East at home to meet Campbell County. Cheyenne Central at home to take on Thunder Basin. And Cheyenne South will be at home to meet 
Sheridan. Regional high school cross-country meets are the, this week. Now, the 4A East will be in Gillette today. The 4A West in Jackson today. The 3A East in Buffalo today. The 3A West will be in, was was held in Riverton on Wednesday. The 2A West will be in Ethany today. The 2A East will be in Newcastle tomorrow. The state high school cross-country meet will be in Cheyenne a week from tomorrow. And in the baseball playoffs, Atlanta, who won a whopping 104 games during the regular season, were eliminated by Philadelphia in four games in the divisional round with a 3-1 loss last night. So the Phillies will play Arizona in the National League Championship Series, while Houston will play Texas in the American League Championship Series. Interesting. The Broncos suck, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, no. Not for all the people who belong to Nag Nation. Yeah. Who like to see them lose. Okay. Who like to see them humiliated. Yeah, sure. Who like to see them find find some humility in anything. Okay. Who've laid money on it in Vegas. And sure. it even, even, oh yeah, if you're betting okay. against them, yeah. yeah. So the more they lose... It's good for this nation. Okay. It's good for the nation. Good for the nation. Patriotic if they lose. Yes. Okay. I'm with you, Frank. Yes, yes, yes. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. If all goes well, 706, your Wyoming Congresswoman Harriet Hagan will be on with me to talk about various issues from Bureau of Land Management, Conservation Easement Plans, which people are not happy with. Possibly Israel. The Speaker situation in the House of Representatives. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven oh six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It's a Friday. We'll get into open phones and all of that just a moment or so from now. Some of the stories that I have up for you. One, we'll go to Burns, Wyoming. Uh, Burns residents are outraged as the town council has evicted a popular restaurant. I didn't know anything about it, but take a look at that. Also, the Powell man with mystery Ukraine wife accused of stealing $1.3 million from newspapers. What is that about? Okay. By the way, I'm looking at, let me see, there's the news record, which I believe is up in Gillette, and then the Cody Enterprise. Cody Enterprise newspaper has a really nice-looking building. I'm just looking at a picture here on Cowboy State Daily. Let me get to the first one for you. It says, from Cowboy State Daily, there are only a handful of options for the 392 restaurant of Burns, Wyoming. Now, Burns is a cute little town. It's a tiny little town. It's not right on the highway. It was sort of bypassed over time. But it And the downtown area is so small, you could take a rock and throw it from one end to the next. So there's not a whole lot to Burns. But it is a really cute little town. A lot of the houses that are there are Sears catalog houses. Not all of them, but quite a few are. And that was back in the days when you could order a house from the Sears catalog, and it would arrive and get delivered to you. And then it was assembly required. Everything was already cut out. All you had to do was assemble it like a big puzzle. And these craftsman houses were actually really cute. I like them. I think they're just very nice places. But that was also back in the day when, in general, people were a lot more handy. If you look at it now, uh, you, you mean they just send all of the pieces and I have to just assemble the house? Yes. I don't know if I could do that. Back in those days, people grew up, they were raised being more handy, so it was a lot easier to do. All right, so 
There's only a handful of options for the 392 restaurant of Burns, the story says. Wyoming, uh, to, so soon there may be fewer in Burns, according to the town council. It's evicted the rustic plat after a lease dispute with the business. Burns residents packed the town council meeting Monday, many testifying on behalf of the business and arguing against the town evicting the eatery, which is at 134 South Main Street, which I'll have to take a look at exactly where that is. It's not hard to do with the town of Burns. That opened in, let's see, March 3rd, 2022. Now, after an extensive executive session, the council voted 3-2 not to renew the lease. Although the Rustic Platt owner said she was blindsided to hear many points in the lease negotiation, she had she was disappointed. She was also glad for the support she received from the town, the community. She also said she feels the town dealt her in bad well dealt with her in bad faith in renegotiating the lease. She said, I'd restore a bit of my faith in this town. It's everything. She said, I've al- I've always thought it was a community of stand-up people, and that's what she saw when the people of the town showed up. Here's a nice picture of her and her husband here at the King Ropes. Uh, and let's see, King Ropes is in Sheridan, Wyoming. This is the Rustic Platt Cafe. Um, the story says many in this eastern Laramie County community are now speaking out because businesses are not being allowed to continue uh, their leases. Some have also made allegations of impropriety and a conflict of interest with town council members. Well, when we're talking about, just my thought here, with a town that as small as Burns is, personally, if I were the town council, I would find a way to work it out. I mean, you don't have much for businesses. The downtown area, again, is very small. I remember a few years ago, someone took an old, it was actually a really nice-looking restaurant. They had taken a place that at one point was the pharmacy. And back in those days, you walked into a pharmacy. They usually had a soda fountain in there. That's because sodas originally were meant to deal with an upset stomach. And so a soda fountain would be there, and then they had the regular pharmacy as well. And someone turned that into a nice little cafe, and it was fun, and I enjoyed it. They unfortunately didn't last long. So Burns is one of those little communities that doesn't have much for a downtown is always trying to get something going. And people, at, you're probably one of them, in our part of the country, in Wyoming, don't mind drive, driving a long distance to go to someplace that's really unique and special. If I was Burns, the town council, I would have just found a way to work it out. The story in Cowboy State Daily goes on for quite a bit about all of the details of what happened if you're interested in that. Let me go to the... The next one, because I thought this was an interesting headline, too. For Powell, Wyoming. The story reads, a Powell man is accused of stealing more than $1 million from a Wyoming newspaper publishing company to support a woman in Ukraine, he claims, is his wife, according to court documents. Carl Wheeler, 74, is scheduled for an October 18th preliminary hearing to address charges of felony theft. Each count carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison and $10,000 in fines. Cody Police Department learned September 15th about a possible embezzlement at Sage County, which is under Sage Publishing, whose parent company, Kennedy News Record LC, formerly owned the Gillette News Record and Coney Enterprise. Sage Publishing still exercises part ownership over the Douglas budget, a newspaper in Douglas, Wyoming, paper's website said. 
the investigation began when Robert Kennedy, no relation, uh, one-third owner of Kennedy News Record LC, initially reported about $100,000 missing. After a final account, court documents allege that Wheeler's, he siphoned about $1.3 million from the company into his own unknown checking account over the course of 12 and a half years. He paid back about $71,000 from annual bonuses. That's quite a few annual bonuses there. Okay, so he told the director of the company who hired Wheeler 19 years ago to clean up the accounts after an early embezzlement involving a different accountant. Wow, they've been through this before, huh? I want to know about the woman in Ukraine. Uh, documents say Kennedy went to Wheeler Powell's home August 13 to ask him about the loans and to pick up some paperwork he needed. Wheeler said his wife in Ukraine had been having stomach issues. See, I want to know about the wife in Ukraine. Is that a real thing? An actual real thing about the wife in Ukraine? Because I get every so often on social media someone some alleged woman who says she's from ukraine wanting to friend me on facebook and you know of course that's a scam so is there a real wife in ukraine or was he scammed or is he scamming uh so i have a caller who wanted to pass on it's pronounced plate not plat plate what okay I might have mispronounced something. Sorry about that. So anyway, we'll find out if the woman at some point in Ukraine is a real woman, a fictional woman, or is he being scammed by someone who says they're from Ukraine? Because I have that popped up on social media all the time. Meantime, yeah, this company has had several embezzlement issues over the years. I I don't know why they're, they've been a victim of it, but okay, they have been. $1.3 million, huh? All right, so we were waiting on, we'll see if she still has a chance to call in. I wanted to get, oh, that was Jamie the Candy Lady? Oh, okay. I know who the J, I know who Jamie the Candy Lady is. So we're waiting to see, hopefully she'll be able to call in. Your Congresswoman Harriet Hageman was supposed to call in just a little while ago. She might have gotten busy, we'll find out. 7.15, wake up Wyoming. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire. 7.20 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the phones where your Congresswoman Harriet Hageman is waiting by. I hope that you're all well in the madness of what is Washington, D.C. Well, well, I'm feeling good, if that's what you yeah, think. Yeah, that's, that's all we can count on here. Plenty of things to talk about. Let's go ahead and get right to them. The first one that really had an interest to me because it's been a big topic here in the state of Wyoming. The Bureau of Land Management with their easement plan, of course, you can imagine the stress it's causing. Where are we at with that? Well, the comment period is still open, and I think that there's going to be an effort to continue to push back against it. Uh, we will continue to push back against it here uh, to the extent that we can. Uh, clearly, this is part of the agenda. This is part of the 30 by 30 agenda. 
This is an effort by the Biden administration to stop us from being able to access our resources, not only the, the surface estate, but the subsurface estate. This is the war on energy. Um, this is the Tracy Stone Mannings of the world. She's an eco-terrorist who's been put in charge of the BLM. Uh, this is her agenda to basically turn Wyoming into a national park at the same time of pursuing their policy of energy poverty. And in light of what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in the world, the idea that we would continue to put our own resources off limits is absolutely ludicrous. Okay, so we do have a common period still going on right now. This is pretty much, I guess, up to the bureaucracy at this point. Is that what the Biden administration is doing this through? Yes, it's through the BLM. It's through the Department of Interior. And again, you have you have Deb Haywood at the, at the helm of that agency. Uh, another radical, I, don't, I wouldn't even call her an environmentalist. She's just a right. radical. I have had many opportunities to question these people. They talk a lot about uh, environmental justice and things like that. They never define those terms. Mm-hmm. They never define what they mean. They talk about equity. But whatever I ask them about, how does your environmental justice relate to your policy of energy poverty? They look at me like a deer in headlights, like, well, yeah. well, yeah, but we're going through a transition. Yes, things are a little bit more expensive right now. But we're going through a transition, and, and, and someday it's going to be better, but they never tell me when it's going to mm. get better, and they never tell me how by having these massive, massive subsidies for unreliable energy is going to make anybody's life better. I so st- it is just failed policy. I still am waiting for the day that Congress finally takes back all of this power that's been given to the bureaucracy because they should not be the ones making law. I agree, and I made this, I, I had this very discussion with numerous people over the last three or four days. As you know, Glenn, this is my bailiwick, and it's something yeah. that I have been fighting for decades as a private attorney and continue to fight it back here. Um, I'm making, of course, with anybody who's running for an example for the uh, uh, Speaker of the House, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. How do we fix this? What do we do? What's our next step? So yeah. I'm with you on that. So the Speaker of the House position, we thought there might be one soon, but Scalise, I heard, dropped out. He did. Okay, so what are we left with at this point? Well, so I'm heading in very shortly here, and um, I, we, I, I believe that Jim Jordan still has his name in the hopper. I don't know if there is anyone else, but we're going to get back together and see if we can get to 217 votes. Okay, now with the Democrats, of course, they're not going to vote. I, I think Democrats, rightfully so and gleefully so, are afraid of Jim Jordan. So I don't think that they're going to vote for this guy. Does that give you enough votes to put him in as speaker? We have enough Republican votes if we stick together. Okay. And that was the issue with Steve, is that Steve didn't have the 217. I love Steve. I think that he is a very good man. Uh, I think that the conference, from what I can tell, is wanting to go a different direction. Okay. All right, so we just kind of wait and see. Any uh, Again, you're going to go in and do this. Any idea when this could happen, or we just kind of wait and see at this point? We are in a wait and see mode. Okay. And, you know, I was hoping this would happen on Wednesday. I was right. hoping this would happen on Wednesday. And one of the suggestions I have when we had our vote at that time, I suggested that we vote to determine whether Steve had the 217. We didn't go that route. I thought we should have. I thought we needed to have that question answered before we left the room. 
that didn't happen. Uh, I do think that that is what's going to happen now. I think that we will get together and there will be a vote and there will be a multitude of votes if necessary to make sure that we have someone when we walk out of the room. Maybe I'm wrong. Obviously, I'm not in leadership. I'm just giving you my thoughts and ideas, but I'm hoping that that's what will happen. Well, you're not in leadership yet, but we're counting on you. Just tossing that out there. (laughs) Okay, so let's real quick go overseas here. Let's talk about Israel. And it's been, I I shouldn't say this on the air, which is why I'm going to say it. I have just been delighted at members of the squad getting chased down the hallway with questions about Hamas who they have supported in the past. So when it comes to uh, Israel, I know, of course, we, we as Americans are, as a whole anyway, most of us, supporting Israel in this conflict. But when I take a look at it from your seat, what can you do from your seat? Is there going to be any aid or help like we might do from Ukraine? Well, we have to, and it's one of the reasons why we need to be having these discussions about what we are doing on an international basis. Because... We have to make sure that as we spend our money and our treasure and our our resources, that they are in the best interest of the United States and world order when we do that. And that's not been the debate surrounding Ukraine. That's been one of the battles and one of the, the real disagreements back here is that it's almost that there's this, this kind of a proxy war that we've been fighting on the Ukraine issue, but we've not been having the, the real debate as to where that is, to whether that is where our resources should be spent. Uh, in Israel, in the Middle East, I think that that's a different story. I think that most people do believe that it is in our best interest, our best strategic interest to have a Middle East that is much calmer than what we're seeing right now. One of the problems that we have with not having a speaker is we're not able to pass legislation, resolutions of support, and then also address the issue of, of aid to, uh, to uh, Israel. I will say this. The House, because we did a lot of our work, have already done our work in terms of appropriations. What people don't realize or they ignore, they try to ignore, we have passed four appropriations bills out of the House, and they have gone to the Senate, and they've been languishing over there. Those four appropriations bills fund about 70% of our government. The remaining eight appropriations bills fund about 30% of our government. Within those that 70%, those four appropriations bills, because we took up defense issues first, we have already appropriated by the House $3.8 billion for Israel. That's sitting in current bills. But the Senate, the Democrat-controlled Senate, won't take them up. So when people are always saying, you don't do your job, why aren't you working on the appropriations? We have been, and we have set four bills over there already. We're begging the Senate to please take those up because, again, they deal with national defense. One of them is the National Defense Authorization Act. And uh, there's $3.8 billion sitting right in those bills right now that if the Senate were to pass them out, that money could start going to Israel immediately. All right. Congresswoman, thanks for coming on this morning. I'll let you go back to work. Appreciate your time. Of course, Wyoming Joy is hearing from you from time to time. So call in whenever you need to. Thanks, Fred. All right, coming up on some local business, we have to take care. Going to roll into local news, update on your weather forecast. Now, at 745, Don Day comes on with me, and we discussed not just the wet. By, by the way, a good section of I-80 is so close. Some people did get a good amount of snow yesterday. We'll talk about what happened, and as we get into... Of course, the weekend weather forecast, and could anything be brewing beyond this? Of course, something will be at some point. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's uh, Friday, Friday the thirteenth. By the way, triple eight. I'm not suspicious like that. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. A burp tax causes pre-poll stink in New Zealand farmers. Hmm, okay, here's the story. This is Yahoo News here. New Zealand has a plan to tax farmers for their livestock burps and farts. And it's causing a stink, says the writer, in the general election. The economy is driven mainly by agriculture in New Zealand, with around 10 million cattle, around 25 million sheep roaming all of the pastures out there. So in the fight against climate change, New Zealand's government has targeted livestock as it drives toward what they think is net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. So, and that's another thing that's got to, just like here in Wyoming, we just got to stop with the whole carbon sequestration nonsense. This has got to stop, too. We're going to reach net zero, which will do absolutely nothing. But all right. Just under half of New Zealand's, well, also, it's going to be extraordinarily expensive and costly for us to do in a lot of different ways. But all right. Just under half of New Zealand's emissions come from agriculture, they say, and cattle are the main culprits. Their belches and farts contain methane, which is far uh, less attributed in the atmosphere than CO2. Well, hang on. Far less abundant in the atmosphere than CO2. But is responsible for about 30% of the global rise in temperatures to date. Now, that we don't know that to be the case. Yeah, that, no, It's one of those things where the reporter says this, but if you go check out the science, the actual science on this, the scientists are in sharp disagreement about it because... The science is not settled and the debate is not over. But all right, reading on. To help combat global warming, New Zealand was one of the first countries to announce it will start pricing agricultural emissions, in effect, taxing burps and farts from livestock. I have never in my radio career been able to say burps and farts on the air so many times in a row. It's actually kind of fun. Farmers will be taxed according to farm arrow livestock numbers production, which, of course, they're just going to pass on to the consumers. So prices go way sky high. Amid fears of pricing will hurt profits and threaten livelihoods, farmers held a nationwide protest in October. A year later, with general elections looming, this is, uh, again, Saturday when they're doing this, emission pricing is still weighing on the minds of New Zealand farmers. Quote, I think it will impact on how agriculture and rural communities vote in this election. I think it will, too, but we'll see. Because the last election that was held in New Zealand, while the more conservative or anti-cult of climate change people did not overturn the government, they made a major dent. And it was a shock to the people who are the establishment who are currently in New Zealand right now in government. Quote, particularly whichever party or group of parties is looking for giving agriculture industry time to adapt to new technologies, even when available. I wouldn't even say, see, this is, you don't win the argument by that. You don't turn and say, well, we need to adapt to new technologies. Oh, Rhiannon Four Dangers asking, what the hell is net zero? Okay, uh, net zero is 
the idea is by 2050, we were not supposed to be putting out any CO2 emissions by 2050. None. Now, if you're looking at that going, that's not exactly possible. It's not, nor will it do anything. My sister in Lake Wales, she, she would be in big trouble. Burp tax, we could make some money at our house on that. Yeah, but you see, if whoever is burping is being taxed, sister dear, you're going broke. I know I was raised around you, okay? What you need to do, I tell you what, for your from for vacations from now on, just put a jar somewhere in the kitchen. And every time somebody burps, they have to go and put a little bit of money in the jar. By the end of the year, you're going to be able to take a trip around the world with the way you guys belch in that house. But okay, opposition center-right party said it will push back in 2030 if elected. Uh, one person said, until technologies are developed, for example, well, they're looking, again, technologies to stop all of the burping and farting. You don't need to. It's okay for them to be burping and farting like that. Let's remember now that before human beings started raising cattle, cattle, of course, were already out there, you know, slightly different look to them, but they were already out there. But before human beings started raising cattle, there were animals all over the landscape that also burped and farted all over. And there were far more animals than there are today. So what what about these massive herds that used to roam the plains here out west? Massive herds that lasted as far as the eye could see. Were they creating a problem back then? Who was taxing them? 742, wake up. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. Wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So, Don, not surprised at all. They closed a good chunk of I-80. Yeah, it got pretty gnarly up there, and it still is this morning. Once the sun gets up a little bit, things should should improve. But enough snow, and boy, those temperatures fell overnight to really make things icy over those higher elevations okay now where i am at here i'm looking at you know the golf course across the street for me it got a little bit white my lawn got a little bit white of course nothing stuck on the road but just go up the mountain a little bit and wow it is thick white up there so i guess the higher elevations really got it good yeah this is where you know as much as only 500 feet an elevation makes a really, really big difference. Uh, so the nobody on the plains really got a lot, but you get above seven, eight thousand feet, nine thousand feet. You're talking about some pretty significant snow that fell with the system, and it was a really moist system. We've got places in Nebraska they got five inches of rain yesterday. Wow. Okay, so it's still clearing out here. I mean, I still see a lot of overcast where I am right now. Does this clear up, and we have sunny skies. Well, it'll clear. It'll take a while, but okay. the trend is towards clearing. Uh, now, over the weekend, it won't be completely clear. There's going to be some high mid-level clouds, but we're still saying that it's going to be a decent weekend. It's just going to be a cool one. It's just not going to be as warm as it's been. But overall, the weather has obtained its worst levels and will start to improve. But today, kind of a blah day, Glenn, oh, okay. just kind of blustery and cold. So, But temperatures, they seem to be lower, and they just stay low for a while is what it looks like. We don't have a big bounce back that I see. Yeah, and it's hard to do that this time of year uh, yeah. to get those bounce backs. The last two weekends, you know, we've been very mild. Temperatures have been 
been above average. Uh, but now this is more how it's going to go in terms of for the rest of the month. Yes, we'll have storms come through. Yes, we'll still have some good days, but it's just harder to get warmer, at least warmer for long. But okay. I tell you, on Monday and Tuesday, you know, we're, yeah. we'll be in a lot of areas well in the 60s, so it really won't be bad. Okay. Now, I am noticing, you know, watching your uh, podcast this morning for Cowboy State Daily, it looks like the Canadians are reloading the machine for something else, but it didn't look at, I, from what I saw anyway, anything worse than what we just went through. It doesn't look like it at the moment, uh, but we do see another system coming in Tuesday night and Wednesday. But uh, this time of year, uh, going past that three or four day forecast is always uh, is something to be careful of. But we do see another system in the middle of the week. Uh, it doesn't look as strong as what we just went through, but uh, it'll it'll still bring some weather nonetheless. All right. Hey, have a great weekend. You too. All right. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, okay. There you go. See, it wasn't all that bad. I know I-80, a good chunk of us, uh, for, pretty much between Cheyenne and Rollins, but they're working on that right now. All to go to the ice spot. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So the first time this happens, it always feels a little extra chilly, doesn't it? Um, Casper Mountain got hammered with snow. Yeah. yeah. Hammered. And when it was raining here yesterday... There was there's there's a big lot of standing water like mm-hmm. on I twenty five is like yeah. whoa where is all this coming from yeah, here okay it just kept going and going and going like I'm thinking to myself why didn't this happen in July or August for my lawn oh okay well we're well beyond that now uh, well yeah <laughs> have you blown out the sprinklers yet? yes it's all done okay all ready to go here are there any Outdoor sports in Wyoming this weekend. Oh, everything is outdoors. Everything is outdoors. Well, okay. with, 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 except for, with the exception of volleyball and girls swimming. There's football all over the state. There's cross-country meets. Okay. <laughs> They're going to go. But now, according to what Don was saying, though, this Saturday is not going to be all that bad. Today, yeah, blah, is basically it. But it looks like Saturday is really not going to be all that bad. So your outdoor sports activities ought to be just fine. Just bring a jacket. Um, we're we're hardy souls here in yeah. Wyoming. Not we that, are hardy yeah. souls in Wyoming. Okay. This this actually may be a good day compared to a lot of days. Speaking of volleyball, okay, I did stop when I was in high school. My I was on the school newspaper, and my teacher said, "I know you're not really into sports, but I need a writer. You're going to cover the girls' volleyball team." Okay. Which boy? Talk about a tough job, Frank, because the team went all the way to state champions. And so they were good. Single game. They were yeah. really good. Yeah. And I was the only guy on an entire busload of girl volleyball players for every single game. So, Plus you two. know, tough life, yeah, Frank, really, really tough, tough yeah. life. So now watching those girls, they, they were extraordinarily good. So I had to stop and watch a video that popped up in front of me uh, while I was doing some show prep this morning. There is a college volleyball game. I want to say that Nebraska was one of the teams. It was college volleyball, mm-hmm. girls' volleyball team. And they got a volley going between the two teams that went on for like five minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> it just kept going. Finally, I think someone decided to miss just because, okay, enough They got of that. tired. <laughs> yeah. Just, but to watch it, boy, there were so many times the audience was going nuts. So many times where you thought, that's it. That's the end of the volley. There's no way they're going to recover that shot. And they would. That, that's priceless stuff. That, that is priceless, that's priceless stuff there. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of stuff that years from now they're still going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. So I, I'll see if I can find that one, I'll go ahead and look it up for it. Meantime, you got some great galleries on your Wild Prep site of volleyball here in the state of Wyoming, which I encourage people. Great action shots. Really good stuff. Awesome. The high school football season rolls along tonight and tomorrow. Some teams just looking to uh, improve their playoff seeds, others trying to get into playoffs, period. And other teams 
We're looking just to end the season. In 4A, the feature game will be the number one rated team, Sheridan at 7-0, hosting number three in the Toronto, who comes in at 6-1. Cheyenne East at 6-1 will host Windless Cheyenne South. Windless Laramie hosting Rock Springs. Cheyenne Central at 3-4 will host Campbell County. In 2A, Windless Glenrock goes to Newcastle. 1-6 Burns will play Wheatland. In 1A, 6-man Casper Christian at 3-3 will be an encampment. KC at 4-3 will play Hewlett. And Saturday, Midwest will host Matitsi. Midwest is 1-4. Keep track of all all those high school football scores on yopreps.com. College football, another great opportunity presents itself for the Wyoming Cowboys. They'll travel to Colorado Springs tomorrow to take on the Air Force Academy. The UW defense has carried the load this year and they'll have to play assignment football to the max against this option running attack that the Falcons have. Although the Academy did throw the ball enough last week against San Diego State to make it intriguing. Cowboys are 5-1 overall 2-0 in Mountain West Conference play after a 24-19 win over Fresno. The offense here for Wyoming really just has to take care of the football and be as productive as possible because when Air Force has the ball, they can really chew the clock. And the Falcons come in at 5-0 and overall, 3-0 and in Mountain West play. Cowboys are 11-point underdogs. That's a 5 p.m. start tomorrow from the Academy. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. The National Football League, another game, another loss for the Denver Broncos. They were beaten by Kansas City 19-8 to to fall the 1-5 on the year. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 16 straight times. Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 306 at a touchdown. Broncos are awful, and uh, for some fans, that's not a bad thing. We'll see how many players Denver gets rid of in the next few weeks. High school volleyball from last night in 4A. Number 2 Cody beat number 3 Kelly Walsh in an epic match. 25 20, 23 25, 25 19, 22 25, and 17 15. Tonight in 4A volleyball, Kelly Walsh will host Riverton. Laramie will host Natrona. Cheyenne East at home to meet Campbell County. Central at home to meet Thunder Basin. And Cheyenne South will be at home to meet Sheridan. Regional high school cross country meets are this week, today, and tomorrow. The 4A East will be in Gillette today. The 4A West in Jackson today. The 3A East in Buffalo today. The 3A West was held in Riverton back on Wednesday. The 2A West in Ethany today. The 2A East will be in New Castle tomorrow. The State High School Cross Country Meet will be in Cheyenne a week from tomorrow. In the baseball playoffs, Atlanta, who won a whopping 104 games during the regular season, eliminated by Philadelphia in four games with a 3-1 loss last night. So the Phillies will play Arizona in the National League Championship Series, while Houston will play the Texas Rangers in the American League Championship Series. And where are you going to be this weekend? I'm going to go to Buffalo for the uh, 3A um, Cross Country Meet, then up to Dayton, Wyoming, for Bighorn against Tongue River. Remind me where Dayton is. It's a little bit west of Sheridan. West of Sheridan. God, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yep. It's taking me a while. It's one of those places I think I've been through there, but I haven't It is. There. It is among the most picturesque football stadiums in the state. Really? Okay. It, it, at Tongue River High School. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. I did have a chance, though. I was over in... Uh, well, oh. Where were you? Uh, no, you know something? It just slipped my mind. I'll tell you next time. Mars. We're out of time. You're at Mars. Everybody, yes, sure. We went to Mars. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. In fair. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Latest of social justice warrior is queued up, ready to go. 
So I'll get to that in just a minute. Those people who joined me at right at 6 o'clock this morning also just heard right at 6 the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. This has to do with a possible impending government shutdown. All right, and I got pretty much the whole cast together to do this one. So it was a whole lot of fun. So that's coming up in just a bit. I've got to answer something my sister pointed out when I was talking about cow flatulence and burps, which is just something you want to hear first thing in the morning, right? Okay, so what she said made me think for a few minutes, which is really scary. But first, okay, it's Friday, the most dangerous date and time. It's not just that it's a Friday the 13th, by the way, the last one of the year. It's also a Friday the 13th in October, but also it's open phones. That's really dangerous. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. It's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll roll with the whole thing. Going back real quick to what my sister was saying. So in New Zealand, they have this whole thing about uh, cracking down on farmers who have cattle, of course, cattle are farting or burping, and they calculate that, well, with all the farts and burps going on, it's leading to climate change. And, of course, I can go ahead and debunk all of that. I already you know, took a look at that last half hour. My sister wants to know exactly how are they deciding what to tax these people. My thought is you would have to have a guy at each and every single farm following the herds around. I'd say farm, not ranch so much because it's New Zealand. It's not like out here in Wyoming, right? So being an island nation, there's not enough, enough room out there to do what we do here in Wyoming. So you would have somebody following every herd around. It's got to be someone with good hearing. And he's got a clipboard and a pen. And every time he hears a cow, fart, or burp, he can mark it down on his pad. And then... Go ahead and tax whoever it was, wherever the farmer is, for that. Okay. I'm thinking that's probably about the only way they can do it. They could estimate if the average cow fart or burps this much during the course of a year, and they have so many cows, they could try to do it that way. But how do you know? Because not all cows are made the same. All right, off we go to the phones, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, that's 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Hey, Jude. Singing along? Hang on a second, Judy. Hang on. Hold on. Bang. Try it again, Judy. Go. Okay, let's talk about the Rocky Mountain Power meeting last night. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed. The rain kept a lot of people away, but we did have some really good speakers. And I met a gentleman that works for Natrona Avionics. Right. Uh, Tom Van Cleef. Okay. And he would like to uh, give you a tour. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah. He said, anytime when you get off work, just come on out and he'll give you the grand tour over there. 
because he listens to your station in the morning. Oh, that poor guy. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he just adores us. Oh, yeah, you know sure. know that. I mean, yeah. everywhere I go, I'm becoming like a little celebrity. Anyway, um, Rocky Mountain Power already had into place a 7% increase back in July, right? 2023. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's still in litigation. So one gentleman said, well, how can you collect on this when it's not been passed? Good question, right? Yeah. Okay, um, they are going for the 21% with that 7%, which equals out to 28%. Okay, uh, Chuck Gray reminded the commission that they uh, that there's legislation, legislators gave them the power to say no to all of this. Okay, mm -hmm. now there's a deal that these guys made with these other six states that they would break up this uh, bad investment in wind and solar and pass it on to the customers. Right. And uh, stakeholders are getting double digits in returns. I wish I could invest and get double digits. But the point is, is this, both of these are tied up in litigation. They did have a representative from Rocky Mountain Power there. But this uh, Tom Van Cleef, I'm telling you what, he took him apart with state law, with uh, contract law, uh, with just about everything. I'm going to post his video. It's just epic how he does it. Rose did a great job, and I'm going to let her tell you what she talked about. Okay. Hello, Morning, Rose. Glenn. Morning. How are you? All right. Life is good. It is. Um, I talked about the governor not being present for any of these meetings and weighing in, and I see it as hypocrisy. We're con he's concerned with uh, state revenue from that BLM land. He's wanting to sell, the, or he's in favor of selling that 640 section over in uh, Teton uh, National Park, there Jackson Hole, to generate uh, 62.4 million dollars. It, it all comes down to revenue, and then and then second, it comes down to the people only when it suits the agenda. So it's kind of like a Delphi meeting. Yeah, yeah, we know we have to go through these meetings, but I think they've already decided. Oh, of course, yeah. Usually during a public comment period, they do it because they have to, but the decision's already been made. Yeah. Tell them about that, uh, the other guy that was part of the committee. He was watching. He was listening. But Burbridge wasn't. Burbridge, Burbridge, Burbridge. Uh, Mr. Burbridge, he's chairman. Um, he's also an attorney. And I didn't feel he was listening to anybody. And I went off on these guys. Wait till you see the video. I went off on them. And the other guy, I couldn't remember his name this morning. But anyway, he actually was listening. Of the three commissioners, Throne didn't even show up. She was in Cheyenne. Never heard a peep of out of her Mary Throne. Uh, she never said anything. But um, the other guy that was ne sitting next to this Burbridge, you could tell. He didn't know a lot of the information that this Van Cleef had put out there. That, um, you know, we don't have to stay in this six-state deal. I think we should be shopping around for new providers. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants to supply 153,000 people with electricity. Yeah. Being how we're shipping 85% of it out. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right. So what happens next with the meetings? And after all of that, I think what the last one's on the 25th, is that right? 
Yeah, because Comet ends on uh, November, I think, 17th or 16th. Uh, We're going to ask for a little longer period on Comet because this is not just going to affect the old folks on their properties. I feel like they're, you know, and when I went off on them, I reminded them about Agenda 21 and what this, what's going on down in Rock Springs is coming to Casper sooner or later. It's going to get up here. And this is all a big plan to get you off the land, to put it all in conservatorship. And we're, Wyoming is basically the battery of California. Okay. And that's They don't want wind turbines. They don't want solar panels. But they're going to make us have them. Right. You know? And fill our land fills up with this poison crap. So... All right. Anyway, go. Next meeting's in uh, Laramie, I think the 25th. I'm not Laramie, uh, Laramie County. Yeah, down in... Cheyenne. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, tell her. Uh, The governor, um, he appoints this public service commission, and Mm -hmm. he's signed on with all this green energy deal stuff, and my concern is that there may be a biased opinion for the investors in this. And I don't know that we're going to get a fair shake at it. I want to know who's got who's making money off of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, ladies. I got to run. Eight sixteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K Two Radio. Join the conversation at eight 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 ninety seven Woods. Time is 821. It's a Friday the 13th. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or drop me a text by using the chat option on the Wake Up Wyoming app like so many people do. Don in Cheyenne wants to talk about wind turbines. Morning, Don. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. What you got? Well, you know, I do a lot of flying around, and I see a lot of these wind farms. Mm -hmm. And I just recently went all the way to Washington State and back, and I observed this on every one of these wind farms. I can't see any power lines where they're connected into the grid. Okay. They do exist, uh, but now it's not a direct... This is where I got into an argument with some people around here about this, but I've I've followed this before. Uh, They go to uh, places where the energy is stored up, big battery farms, essentially. Then they go to the grid. They don't go directly into the grid. You know, but they are they do exist out there. In fact, in Wyoming, more and more uh, power lines are being built out of those wind farms to various locations. Okay, because I just don't see them. And, okay, but but anyway, oh, and 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 I got one last comment now, real quick. Sure. Used used to be when I called in and I was on hold, mm-hmm. I got to hear the program. Right going on while I was on hold. I think the difference is the way we're... Are you talking about when the program was just, let's say, in Cheyenne? Yes. Okay. Well, or or even even more recently, right. you know, while I'm on the hold, I, I, I get to hear what's going on in the program. Okay. Today, it was just somebody going, open eye, open eye. Oh, really? That just sounds creepy. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, it, was, it was a terrible song. Yeah, all but right. anyway, that's yeah. it. All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll take a look at it because uh, yeah, I know we're hooked up a little bit different. The program is created here, then sent to various radio stations and and the app and the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's set up a little bit sure. different. Sure, and yeah, yeah, and I, and I and I get to listen to so little 
of the program live that uh, I, I hate it when I have to miss just one minute. Yeah, well, going. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm sorry I missed you last time I was in town. I went in looking for you, but I appreciate getting oh, Jay's they, number because I had a chance to meet with Jay, which I hadn't seen in a while. We had a nice chat. Yeah, I was out flying. I come back and said, they said, hey, you missed him. Oh, yeah, no. That's so, right. Well, I'll try to catch you next okay. time before you move to okay, South Carolina. Man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you okay. calling in. Don, he is uh, the owner of Wings of Wyoming, which is a flight school there. Um, there are yeah, power lines that do leave uh, wind farms, but it's not like every single wind turbine has a power line going you know, out. Some, it, it, it's a little different than that. They kind of combine everything and it moves out. So there's also quite a bit, not just above ground, but even underground, with the way they construct those facilities is a short answer there. We're solving the cow burp and fart problem. If you just miss it last hour, New Zealand is trying to find a way to tax farmers who have cows on the number of burps and farts in order to fight climate change. Yeah, well, okay, so my sister wanted to know, well, how do they know? My thought is, yeah, that's true. Do they put somebody out there in the field, in every single field, with a someone with good hearing? Or maybe good smell, whichever the case is. And they count every single burp and fart like putting marks on the clipboard <clears throat> no that wouldn't be it they have to have some way of doing this now so i got several suggestions here a couple of people actually one of them is mike from Leeds, south dakota a new american automation society commercial cow monitoring that was one and rick and cheyenne have been talking about this too between the two of them i came up with this idea <clears throat> so we don't have to do this at all. We don't have to count cow farts. And they did try to come up with things because most of actually methane doesn't come out of the back end of the cow, but the front end, if you didn't know that. There's more belching of methane going on than coming out the back end. But it does come out both ends. My thought is, what if we have something that's attached to the cow, front and back, and every time they belch or fart, it lets a little spark, and it lights it. Now, that would be really fun. Just think about watching this. This would be so much fun to watch. Because every time a cow burps or farts, you would get to see the flame shoot out. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? People would be lining up all over. There's a herd of cows. Let's sit and watch the fireworks. And every time they let one loose from either end, this little lighter would go ahead and spark. And it would ignite it. That way it wouldn't go into the atmosphere. It would burn off right there. See the genius in this. This would especially look absolutely beautiful at night. Can you imagine sitting high up on a hill overlooking a pasture land somewhere? And there's a whole herd of cows down below. And it's like midnight. And the cows are burping and farting away. And every time another little flame goes shooting out because that lighter lit it. How pretty that would look. In fact, guys, I would suggest that someplace that you would take a lady on a date. Talk about beautiful fireworks. I mean, you take her to see 4th of July fireworks. You would take her out late at night if there's going to be some spectacular meteor shower. What about this? Huh? Always thinking, trying to solve our problems. That's what I'm trying to do. So I think we have a solution here, people. I will see if I can get a hold of somebody 
in New Zealand and, and give them this idea. Chris in Cheyenne. Morning, Chris. Morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I hunt the Belvoir Ranch out west of town. Right. And there's like 35 uh, wind generators out there. Mm-hmm. And we were talking the other day that we didn't see any trenches, even when there wasn't uh, that many of them put up. Right. Didn't see any trenches that go from generator to generator. Mm-hmm. And then there's no storage place out there that we can see. Right. So I just, my question is, is what, uh, where were the lines? And uh, if there's lines out there, I have mm-hmm. no idea where they go. I do know that we've had some quite a bit of discussion here in Wyoming about uh, being able to build new power lines out from wind farms because you got to cross people's property. Then you reach that whole eminent domain thing. And so, right. yeah, they are working on putting up power line systems to bring the power out. Now, also my understanding, and this goes to what I've learned by reading from what the power companies said, that's where they have places where the power goes, which is basically stored on battery farms, which you won't find one in Wyoming to my knowledge. But they do go out to these places where all of that energy is is stored up. It doesn't go directly to the grid, but it does – It those – Power lines do exist. Trust me, they do. And more are being built all the time. Okay, yeah, well, we just didn't see any trenches where yeah. they okay. put it in unless they put it on the roads to uh, get to Yeah, maybe. that I'm not sure of. So. I'd be interested to know exactly where they where they do put it. Imagine what it would look like if they had everything above ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uglier than that is. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate right, it, Chris. Thanks. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, then we're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast, and then you and I get back into Oh, pushing it back because of the callers, but that's okay. Social Justice Warrior, the latest episode coming up. My sister, I'm picturing that movie where uh, with the men around the fire and they're all farting. Yes, you're talking Blazing Saddles. But with a light show from their butts, great idea. See? Sister dear, my job on this radio show is to solve world problems. Let's wake up, Wyoming. The antidote to boring morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Eight thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Our triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Quite a few people using the chat option on the Wake Up Wyoming app are sending me suggestions to solve the cow burp and fart problem, or I should say the flatulence crisis, cow flatulence crisis that we're having here. New Zealand, if you haven't heard, is the country that wants to tax cow belches and farts because of climate change. And we're trying to figure out, well, exactly how do you even know how much you have to have a guy out there in the field counting them every time? Being Casper, no mechanism required for cows using, use an algorithm and just estimate the number of burps and farts that can automatically go up when experts recommend. I think that's boring. I understand that would work, but I I think that's boring. Andrew, 
Over in Kansas, the feedlots are creating methane and piping it into local power plants. Maybe New Zealand can start that. Again, that's a legitimate solution, and I think it's boring. My suggestion was to put little little lighters, like, like what's on the lighter when someone lights a cigarette, a little spark there. And every time the cow either farts or burps, the, it's actually more burping than farting, but every time they do, it sets off a spark and ignites the methane. Imagine how interesting that would look to see whole herds of cows with little flames shooting out of each end as they fart and burp all day long. Guys, you can take your women on a date at night. Get her up on the hillside overlooking the herd. Glass of wine, you know, some munchies going there. And you can just have a romantic evening watching the herds as their automatic, automatic little sparkers on their mouths and butts light just spark away every time they fart or burp and, and the flatulence just ignites. All these little flames shooting up all over the place. It would look magnificently beautiful. I think it's something, and it would take care of the methane problem. It would just burn out the methane. You see, this is what I do on this program. I solve world problems. All right. On the climate change note, in case you didn't know this, the Virgin Thunberg, the reason I call Greta Thunberg the Virgin Thunberg, she claims she's never had a boyfriend, and she's in her early 20s. Therefore... Every cult needs to have its Virgin Mary type. So there you go. She's now the doctor, Virgin Thunberg. Some Helsinki, I think it is, uh, decided to go ahead and give her a doctorate. Yeah, a university has given her a doctorate. She's now Dr. Thunberg. But it's not in climate science. Nobody can give her a doctorate in science. It's a doctorate in theology. Yeah. So, which makes perfect sense because climate change has become a religion. It's a doomsday cult. So it makes sense that the cult of climate change, gay, one of the leaders of the cult, was given a doctorate in theology rather than a doctorate in science. It makes absolute perfect sense. Okay, earlier this morning, right out of the gate, when I started the program, I played this. Our social justice warrior hasn't been heard from in a while. You know, we almost had a government shutdown. And, of course, news media in total panic over the idea of a government shutdown. And politicians don't want you to think, nor does the bureaucracy want you to think, that you can't survive without them. There's no way if government shuts down, you're screwed. Now, a stopgap measure was put up for like 40-some days on a government shutdown. They gave themselves some more time with continuing resolutions so they can try to fix the problems, which, by the way, they're not doing, but okay. So if we get to the end of this and we hit another shutdown, what will it be like for our social justice warrior? So I wrote the script. I sent it off to the right people. This morning, I looked at my inbox and noticed I had all the elements, so I put it together. So... I'm the voice of the announcer. I'm also the voice of the social justice warrior. The Dan in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is the voice of the sidekick, Alfred. And Fire Pit Paul, he's the voice of average white guy. We now rejoin our uh, hero, social justice warrior, as things have gone terribly wrong with the world. He and his sidekick are hunkered down in his apartment. 
the seller of his mother's house, where he's over a year behind in the rent. Darn a government shutdown. Why did you buy so many cases of ramen noodles? Well, I'm not going to buy some real food from one of those prepper's sites. I'm not supporting those Nazis. I'm already sick of eating them. Quit looking at the cat like that. Hmm. How long have we been down here? Um, six hours. Lord, government shutdowns feel like they go on forever. It must be like total chaos outside. Like The Walking Dead or the movie The Purge or something like that. Honestly, I'm not sure how anyone thought they could survive a day without the government. What the hell is that? OMG, do not open that window blind. It's our neighbor, average white guy. The government is shut down. Heck yeah, no more stupid laws and government bureaucrats. We're free, we're free! Will our heroes survive the government shutdown? Will he totally freak out when he finds out things are a lot better with a whole lot less government? Find out next time in the continuing episodes of Social Justice Warrior. Squirrel! Yeah, we'll wait to see if the government actually does shut down this next time around. But of course, they're going to make you think that it's all panicville. Now, a lot of people were sending me the song... Richmond, Richmond, when that was, and it's still, boy, people are still playing the hell out of that, even though radio stations are not, and I think part of the reason radio stations are not is there's some language in the song that radio stations would either have to have the singer change or bleep out because it's not acceptable on the air. However, online, that song is going, like, through the roof. If we're facing, I mean, still, people are playing it like crazy, and people are showing up at this guy's concerts, so he's, you know, Big hit now, right? Overnight sensation. So, with this one hit song, that's all it takes. So, with that in mind, what if bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. were to write the same song? Oh, it's a damn shame what the world's come to. It takes one person to do my job, so we have to. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is not living in the real world. But I get an in-depth scare Only weeks left to open and roll New guy plays with his pen He just sits there and snaps How am I to get in on my 2 p.m. naps? They want us back now on Tuesdays I just might collapse The plight of rich man North of rich man It's that same song like you. If written by a bureaucrat would sound entirely different, wouldn't it? I especially love, let me play the very opening of that again. Oh, it's a damn shame what the world's come to. It takes one person to do my job, so we have to. Yeah, that's typical of Washington, D.C., and they still, even with extra employees, get nothing done. 845, wake up Wyoming. Keeping them up is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 
Eight forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Off to the ice box with girlfriend Gambino waiting by. Okay, so are our boys at UW ready for this game? Yeah, this I think they are. Think they are. Okay. You know, if they can just, they they they're really Cowboys can play defense, and you know what, they've played Air Force, you know, pretty good in the past. I mean, okay. you got to stop that option, you know, and it makes you you need like three brains. Yeah. But I have the confidence they can kind of shut these guys down a little bit and just kind of run the ball themselves. Don't make any mistakes. Grind the game out like they did last week against Fresno State and move on. Okay. They can they can do this. So one of the headlines, I see all sorts of headlines popping up on the Wake Up Wyoming site over this. It has a question, how do you even begin to prepare for this Air Force offense? Because you cannot replicate what they do in on your own practice field. Okay. You don't have the you may you can run the formations and the plays, but you don't do it at the speed they do. Mm-hmm. And that makes it really, really hard. So it's like we meant, it's assignment football. Don't go chasing people around. Stay where you are, and, and they will come to you. You just have to go find find them in your vicinity. It's very, very hard to practice to to uh, prepare for them if because you cannot duplicate their speed. Practicing, you just can't. Okay. All right. So set up a good defense. And then let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Okay. Let it happen. Okay. Where are they? They're playing Springs down in Denver. Yeah, at, yeah. At, the, at the academy. You should at go the through academy. there. Okay. It's a, it's a cool place. It's a really cool place. Oh, we were, by the way, I did uh, mention before, I had forgotten the name, but Midwest Wyoming is the little stadium in Wyoming. The first lighted one in the country, right? Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. you can go sit up above on a hill up by an old hotel and look down and see the entire field there and watch the whole game just from one position. Yeah. At the academy, you drive by jets. Really? They're like statues. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then when they bring in all the cadets, you know, and right. all those platoons and squads and everything else, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's a cool thing. I would bet they put on a pretty good show for oh, all Oh, they this. do have a really good show. Okay. Really good show. And there's massive tailgating in there. Wyoming's got their own mm-hmm. section. It, it, it'll be a blast. Okay. I often see on television a real big, always a big... Oh, it's an Army-Navy game, or which, which one? Yeah, Army-Navy is, yeah, is, Army, is, yeah. is the big military game, yeah. Okay. Because they also do a big... Everybody's in uniform of oh, some yep. kind oh, or yeah. another. <laughs> and they do a big show out of it, of course. So that's another big one that's coming up. And on the hot days, you know, the, the, those uh, cadets are in the stands with their jackets on, and they'll make an announcement. The commandant now says you can take your jackets oh, off. really? Yeah. <laughs> All at like, once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, bet. High school football. The season rolls along tonight, tomorrow, and uh, later today. Some teams playing for playoff seeds, others trying to get into the playoffs, and others just waiting for the season to be over. In 4A, the feature game will be number one Sheridan at 7 0, hosting number three in the Toronto, who comes in at 6 1. Cheyenne East at 6 1 will host Windless Cheyenne South. Uh, Laramie, looking for the first win of the year, will host Rock Springs. Cheyenne Central at 3 4, they'll host Campbell County. In 2A, Glenrock, looking for their first win of the year, they'll move over to Newcastle. 1 6 Burns will play Wheatland. And 1A 6 man, Casper Christian at 3 3 will be an encampment. KC at 4 3 will play Hewlett. And Saturday, 1 4 Midwest will host Batici. Keep track of all those high school football scores on wirepreps.com. College football, another great opportunity presenting itself to the Wyoming Cowboys. They will travel to Colorado Springs to take on the Air Force on Saturday night. UW defense has carried the load this year, and they'll just need to play assignment football to the max against this Air Force option attack. Although the Falcons did throw the ball enough last week against San Diego State to make it intriguing, give defenses something to think about. Folks are 5-1 and one overall and 2-0 and oh in Mountain West Conference play after a 24-19 win over Fresno State, and the offense just needs to take 
take care of the football and be productive because the Air Force can choose some serious clock. The Falcons are 5-0 and overall and 3-0 and in Mountain West Conference play. Cowboys are 11-point underdogs. That's a 5 p.m. start tomorrow from the Academy, and we'll have it for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. National Football League, another game, another loss for the Denver Broncos. They were beaten by Kansas City 19-8 to fall to 1-5. The Broncos have lost to the Chiefs 16 times in a row. Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 306. Broncos are just awful. And to some fans out there, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And we'll see how many players Denver gets rid of in the next few weeks. High school volleyball from last night in 4A. Number 2, Cody beat number 3, Kelly Walsh, in an epic match. 25-20, 23-25, 25-19, 22-25, and 17-15. Tonight in 4A volleyball, Kelly Walsh will host Riverton. Laramie will host Natrona. Cheyenne East at home to meet Campbell County. Cheyenne Central at home to meet Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South at home to meet Sheridan. Regional high school cross-country meets um, today. And the 4A East will be in Gillette. The 4A West in Jackson, the 3A East in Buffalo. The 3A West was held in Riverton on Wednesday. The 2A West will be in Ethody today. The 2A East will be in Newcastle tomorrow. State High School Cross Country Beat will be in Cheyenne a week from tomorrow. And the baseball playoffs, Atlanta, who won a whopping 104 games during the regular season, eliminated by Philadelphia in four games, uh, 3-1 to one last night. So win that series three games to one. The Phillies will play Arizona in the National League Championship Series. Houston will play Texas in the American League Championship Series. So we just got a, a few weeks here to find out if they get new players down there in Denver. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe a few days. A few days? Wow. I, okay. I, think, I think there's some guys they would really like to get rid of for lack of effort. Okay. Well, okay, for lack of their effort. Lack of, didn't. just lack of effort. Yeah, they just didn't yeah. They, okay, I'm just wondering whose effort here? The players' effort? The players. The pl- okay, just yeah. I'm very clear on that. Yeah. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some, well, if you're making that much money, put out some effort. I mean, come on. I would. Coming up on some local business, we got news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. And more open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. On my suggestion to solve the cow fart and belch problem. And for those who are just joining the program, what <clears throat> New Zealand wants to tax farmers because of climate change on cow farts and burps which I don't know how they plan to count them in order to tax, but that's what they want to do. And my thought is, well, if you think all that methane is actually causing catastrophic climate change, then okay, tell you what. My solution, which was the most fun out of all of them, I'll just flat out say that, as egotistical as that sounds, to go ahead and put on next to a cow's mouth and near his butt something that makes a spark, okay? And it will go off every time... The cow lets out some gas from one end or the other. This little mechanism will sense it and let out a spark. And so you'll see a flame come out of the cow's mouth or rear end, which will probably shock the cow at first, but they'll get used to it. That will look so pretty, and it'll solve the methane problem because we're burning it off right there at the source. 
And at night, imagine sitting up in the field overlooking a herd of cattle. Guys, bring your girlfriends. What a romantic evening. Watching the cows flare off in the fields down below. Now, to that, Old Goat and Casper sends me this note. They could take the bureaucrats they came up with the cow fart regulations, pull their heads out of their own butts, and shove their heads up the cow's butt. They can then keep an accurate count. See, I think he's onto something there. Would a bureaucrat really mind so much which butt his head is up? Okay. I think probably not. I mean, the cow's butt, it's a lot easier to get his head up the cow's butt than his own. I mean, really, it, it takes a lot of contorting to get it up your own. So I'm just saying, okay, toss it out there for you. All right, so here, let's go to Senator Fetterman. This is the guy who was walking around wearing shorts, flip-flops, and a hoodie everywhere. Now, again, they finally put a stop to that, so they say, in the Senate. Because there's a dress code for a reason. So, no, sorry, Mr. Fetterman, you can't show up dressed like that. You actually have to comply with the dress code like everybody else. He was on Stephen Colbert's show, late-night talk show, where they talk a lot of different things, including politics. You're going to love what Fetterman said. And you're going to wonder, as he said this, did it dawn on him that he was actually talking about himself? Uh, No, it's... You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. And, you know, before the, the government almost shut down, I mean, it came down to a couple hours. I was in my office. And they finally came over from the House. And they're like, okay, well, this has to be unanimous in the Senate. And out of 99 of us, if one single one of us would have said no, the whole government would have shut down. Which would be a good thing. That's how dangerous that is, to put that kind of power in one's hands. Because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to to shut down the government just to score points on Fox. Okay, so just to... Shut down the government to score points on Fox. That's what he thinks is going on. You just want to shut down the government to score points on Fox. That's not what that's about, first off. But in any of that, did he bother to stop? I don't think he's looking at himself. Now, let's remember, Fetterman's the guy. He was not all there to begin with. Then he had some strokes, more than one, apparently. And now he's in this condition, and he's a mess. But still, the people of his district chose him and sent him in there. And so as he sits there to answer the question, and let's just take the first thing he said. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Really? I can honestly say this is the first time, and I don't know if it'll be the only time, that I agree with Fetterman on something. I've been saying that for a while. I suppose you have to. We're not exactly sending our best and brightest to Washington, D.C. No, we're not. When you got someone like Googly Eyes Cortez, who actually thinks that she's the smartest person in the room, she honestly does think that more than anybody else, she is the smartest person in the room. That's what we're sending to D.C. We've got to do better. 
Tony Locke is on the phone with me. Morning. Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing today? Good, sir. How did the meeting go last night? You know, it went well. Uh, it wasn't as big a crowd, but the crowd was great. Uh, folks did a fantastic job of getting up and speaking. I was they, they really did an excellent job of presenting their case and the concerns that they had with the uh, the rate hike, and a lot of great facts were presented in the room. In fact, uh, one of the gentlemen started off with some fantastic facts that really he did a great job explaining why the rate case was uh, really not warranted. And, and anyway, they, they all spoke beautifully. In fact, I also want to give a shout-out to our Secretary of State, uh, Secretary Gray. He did a he ended with an absolute beautiful uh, um, fight for the people as well, and I really appreciate that. So what Tony's talked about this morning is, uh, of course, your electric company here in Wyoming is asking to increase rates up to possibly up to 30%. So we're having a series of public meetings because of that. I'm glad to hear that the speakers that got up there were not all echoing each other. Now, the next question is, so those people on the panel... Do you think they were actually listening? Well, uh, you know, we hope so. We hope so. And uh, I guess we'll get a good feel for that. Uh, starting on the 25th, the actual hearings begin. And so it would be valuable for those who are concerned about their power rates shooting up 30%. Um, it would be very valuable if you have some time to get involved in those hearings. You'll, uh, I'll start posting those on my website, but certainly if you go to the Public Services Commission website, you'll see that starts on the 25th and then goes for several days. Right. So, so people but can also ho- uh, send in their own thoughts. They can go ahead and write them in and send them in if they don't have a chance to go to a meeting. Absolutely. In fact, they if, if they can send in their thoughts. In fact, if people want contact information, they can go to my website at lock4yo.com. And if they go to the meeting event for last night, I have an action plan on there. If that simplifies, people can download that and use that to help them if they would like to send in their thoughts and concerns. Okay, so the actual, you said what, hearings start on the 25th of this month? That's correct. So on the Public Services Commission website, you'll find that the hearings will begin on the 25th, and you'll see they go for several days concerning this, yes. Okay, so several days. This is where, again, get on, get yourself informed on all of this and go ahead and send them a note if you can't attend a meeting. And don't we have just one more meeting after this? I thought we did, but I am not seeing it on the schedule, Glenn. And so I thought we had one more in Cheyenne, but I am not seeing that one on the schedule anywhere. Uh, maybe I'm overlooking it, but I, I, I thought we did have another as well, but I don't see it. Okay. All right. Well, if anything does happen, keep us informed, will you? Absolutely. Will do. In fact, uh, one of the things I will do on my website, I'll try to start, I'll put up something for these public hearings so people can kind of get information there. And uh, again, at lock, dot com. Okay. And if you go to the events page, you'll have there will be pretty easy access to more information. All right, thank you. Appreciate your calling in, Tony. Thank you so much. Everyone have a blessed day. And so, for those people who are sending me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app, Micah says, "Glenn, we already have miniature light up cows. They're called lightning bugs." Yeah, true, true. She's not wrong, but I would just love to see 
coming out of a cow's mouth or rear end, just a good puff of flame. Think of how pretty that would be at night, just dotting up the landscape there. Although they could start off a lot of fires, though. I, my sister in Lake Wales, I love that they didn't shut him up on the talk show. The longer they let him talk, the more crazy he got. You know, I do find... Let, let me address my sister on that one. Years ago, I was listening to one of my favorite talk show hosts of all time, Neil Bortz. He was syndicated. He was out of Atlanta. And some guy called the program that was just an obnoxious jerk, but also just an idiot. And I'm not saying that lightly. I really do mean the guy was an obnoxious jerk and just flat out an idiot. So Neil just let him talk and didn't really respond, just, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, and just let the guy talk. The longer the guy talked, the more the guy started to realize how stupid he sounded. And so he tried to save himself from sounding stupid by talking more, but then he just kept digging that hole deeper. Until eventually the guy's hesitating and stammering and stuttering, realizing he just really talked himself into a corner, and now he just looks just really bad. And finally, after a moment of silence, he hung up. And that's where Neil Bortz explained, sometimes the best answer is just to let someone go. If someone is being that stupid to that level, just let them go. No need to argue with them. It'll take care of itself. 917, wake up. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Let's go down to Colorado. Uh, we're going to talk death. We're going to talk uh, places where bodies are piled and stacked up, like a funeral home, for example, where people were reporting a bad smell. And a centuries-old crypt in Colorado where they decided to pry open the casket. Let's take a look at this. Now, first story comes from Colorado. The police found 115 decaying bodies in a, put in quotes, green funeral home after people reported a bad smell. Story says police were sent to check out a vile smell from a neglected building. The smell came from the Return to Nature funeral home in Penrose, Colorado. Yeah, for those people who want to have a funeral and to help go green with Mother Earth and all of that. What the police found inside the green funeral home was a storage facility that was just gruesome. 115 decaying bodies. Imagine the smell. Green burial, the story says, is a natural way for caring for your loved one with minimal environmental impact. Yeah, just stack them up and let them rot, I guess, is how that works. I'm, I don't know. I'm going by what they did. You don't go by what people say. You go by what they do. And green burial. This Now, I'm actually going to read from their website, okay? Green burial aids in the conservation of natural resources, a reduction of carbon emissions, of course, and the preservations of habitat without the use of harsh embalming chemicals, Uh, metallic plastics 
and unnatural items. So again, just pile the bodies up, let them rot. Anyway, you can still view your loved ones. They're in the stack somewhere. Yes, you can still view your loved ones. They're somewhere in the pile rotting away. You can still view your loved one who is not embalmed. Embalming is not a law. In the state of Colorado, within 24 hours, the body must either be embalmed or placed in a regulated temperature-controlled environment, meaning under refrigeration or dry ice. And then I'm looking at one of their ads online. There is a funeral home in Colorado that does not embalm or use any chemicals. It's a true green funeral home. This is just getting really creepy, isn't it? Hartford did not elaborate on uh, well any of the improper storage, storage at all of the human remains. But the facility's registration has expired since November. Did they go out of business? No arrests so far. All attempts to reach a funeral home for comment through text messages, phone calls, and so on, unanswered at this point. No functioning email. Again, did they just go bankrupt and leave? I don't know. The website and Instagram page are still up, but their Twitter account has been deleted, and their Google business page is marked permanently closed. Funeral home officials were cooperating as investigators sought to determine any criminal wrongdoing. Fremont County Sheriff said at a news conference where he called uh, the scene inside the traffic, where the building was just horrific. He said, again, imagine the spell. On Friday, sour, rotten stench still coming from the back of the building. Windows were broken. Coroner officials, Fremont County, El Paso County, parked their trucks outside to discuss what they were going to do. Some identification would be required, taking fingerprints and stuff like that. And then I kind of wonder, in this case, do they know who's who inside there? I don't know. Next one. Thieves target a century-old crypt in Colorado. Pry open caskets to seal body parts. Colorado. What the hell? Okay. Human remains interned about 100 years ago were stolen from a private family mausoleum at a cemetery in Colorado. An investigation into the incident is underway. Deputies with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office were dispatched to Crown Hill Cemetery, Wheat Ridge, Colorado, 720 Wednesday morning after an employee who had just arrived for work noticed some damage to a private mausoleum. A public information officer with the county sheriff's office said an initial investigation showed the front of the crypt had severe damage. Police said it appeared to be the perpetrators entered the cemetery during overnight hours, forced entry into the crypt, gained access to the casket. The casket that housed the deceased remains had been pried open and portions of the body were removed. Damage to the mausoleum is estimated to be around $30,000. Mausoleum belongs to a family and contains three crypts. Only the center crypt was disturbed. No other incidents were reported. So I guess they're going after the ones they think is going to have the best. I don't know. Police have not yet made any arrests in the case. All right. So the one... Now, that's bad. The one that gets me more than anything, though, is, again, you want to go green. You want to go ahead and have a all-natural funeral to save the planet, etc., etc., and you wind up just in a stack of bodies rotting away. Way to go, Colorado. Way to save the planet. Sister dear, gross. Green burial is just just burn them. Yes, they should have just... 
gone for a cremation. Would have been a whole lot. But, you know, cremation creates a carbon footprint. And we can't have that, can we? Coming up on some... Hello, Bill. Bill's in Chicago. Neil is still on part-time and others... Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and take a look at... Neil Bortz, are they running reruns? Is that what you're telling me? I'll take a look at what you just said in a moment. Because Neil, Neil Bortz, last I heard, was retired. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, you can get a couple calls in if you want. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. And thanks to everybody. All sorts of notes come in my way from people who are using the Wake Up Wyoming app. You can download it for free at your app store. When you do, you hit the chat option on the toolbar. Send me a text message while I'm on here. Now, also, we get into the weekend. There's a lot of people who, because you're busy, you don't get to catch the entire show. Every show is archived as a podcast at the end of the program. And stripped out of it just automatically. News, sports, weather, most commercials. So it's not an entire four-hour program. So if you want to catch up on past episodes... You can start and stop it whenever you want. Pause it, rewind it, share it, whatever you want to do. Wake Up Wyoming app, again, free to download. And on the left side of the toolbar is on demand. Touch that. Then select Wake Up Wyoming because there's several things you can listen to, but one of them is Wake Up Wyoming and whatever episode you want. And none of this costs you a thing, so you can catch up whenever you want. All right, a couple of stories in closing here. One of them. So the congressman that pulled the fire alarm, that was hysterical. This is Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat in New York. There was that vote going on, House of Representatives, and Democrats were panicking because they wanted to stall the vote, and it wasn't working. So he goes out down this hallway to this back door, and he pulls the fire alarm. Now, the first problem, he said, well, I... <clears throat> thought that was going to open up the door so I can get out and get to the vote. A couple of problems with that. Uh, he was There's pictures of him from the security camera removing three different big signs that said that that was a fire exit. Then he removed those signs. Then he went over to the fire alarm. I thought that would open the door. He used to be a middle school principal. I think he knows what a fire alarm looks like and what it does. Okay. And so he pulled it, and oh, he could have also gone several other different ways to get to the vote. Underground, if he had gone down the stairs and around, there's a tunnel that goes under the street up to where he can vote at the Capitol on the other side. Also, if he had gone to the next room over to the left, there's a door there that he could have gotten out on. So in other words, there's multiple ways that he could have gotten there. He didn't. So that was all a lie. Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat, New York House ethics rules. He broke them when he pulled that fire alarm as the lower chamber was rushing to vote to avoid a partial government shutdown. Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust, the FACT Foundation, filed a complaint with the Office of Congressional Ethics on Thursday saying that the far-left Bronx congressman 
failed to conduct himself in a manner that reflects the credibility of the House. Well, first off, the problem there, the House has no credibility. But all right. Photos have circulated showing him, and I just explained, pulling the fire alarm. So, okay, he is under investigation for ethics. Complaints have been filed. I'm good because I was just, I've been really worried he's just going to walk on this one. Which they shouldn't allow this kind of behavior at all. So let's see if he does. Next story. Auto Workers Union president. So, as you know, the United Auto Workers Union is on strike right now. All right. It's always a good idea to check someone's hypocrisy to see what's going on. This is why when it comes, for example, to the cult of climate change, I point to all the people who are living really large, but then telling the rest of us we need to reduce our carbon footprint. But they refuse to give up their large lifestyle. In fact, their large lifestyle keeps getting larger, right? So let's go to the auto workers union. The president who said well, he was wearing an Eat the Rich t-shirt at a couple of these United Auto Workers rallies, okay? United Auto Workers president rallies while they're on strike. He's on stage wearing an Eat the Rich t-shirt. Turns out he's one of the top five earners. And where does he make? Yeah, he makes a lot of money. And from where? Through the union. President of United All Workers Union leading the ongoing strike against the largest U.S. automakers earned hundreds of thousands of dollars last year, placing him squarely at the top earning percentile in his home state, according to Financial News. Yeah, so he makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And a little bit more than that, maybe. So, okay, um, this is once again, he wants to make more money. I wonder, I don't know. If he gets what he wants, is he going to make more money? I'll say, here's, wait a second now, including bonuses and all of that. His annual salary is $347,389. That's his annual salary in his home estate. Okay, so yeah, in his state, he's one of the top earners. And then when you add bonuses and stuff like that, he's almost he's almost making $500,000 a year. Okay. Yet he's up there wearing an Eat the Rich shirt and demanding that. I know he if he wants higher pay and all of that for his workers, okay, great. Wonder, is he going to get more money out of this deal? Or is it just for the people that he... The workers out there, members of the union. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm kind of wondering. Maybe he gets a nice big bonus out of it. I'll have to wait and see. What does he get out of all of this? Let's wake up, Wyoming. Oh. He's not a doctor, but he's happy to take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up, Wyoming on K2 Radio. Coming up on 948, off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. So besides Frank Canada testing their winter machine, which apparently worked just fine, we had to test closing down I-80. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, they built it in the wrong spot again. Yeah, I, and they just, every time they, they do all sorts of construction, they think, oh, they're going to move it now? No, 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 no they're not no, going to no, move it. No. It'll, it'll be there in perpetuity. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. That everyone knows that. Yes. The truck drivers know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some people don't know that. Now, if you wondered, were they ready to close I-80 down multiple times this coming winter? The answer is we've run the test. 
Frank, they closed it down from Cheyenne all the way to Rawlins, and they just recently started opening it back up within the, like the past hour here. So that gives you an idea that they know exactly what they're doing and how to close down this highway. I, I guess they, uh, the reality is, is they're doing it out of uh, abundance of caution. <clears throat> yes. You know, um, yeah. they can say, oh, yeah, you can get through that. You know, yeah. you have some, some drivers out there that have no clue. None whatsoever. About, about yeah. driving in conditions, especially if they've just gotten their CDL last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's also people who, just, I don't know what is with their ego or whatever the case is. Go ahead, close it. They don't care. They'll go around and keep going. At that point, I totally agree with YDOT and local sheriff's departments. Well, you just on your own. Well, yeah. If, if, if you break down, you're in the ditch. Better call a wrecker on your own. Yeah, because... But, but, I'll, but I'll write you a ticket anyway. Yeah, I'll probably write him a ticket anyway. Because, yeah, I, last year, I think it was, they decided, the authorities decided to put out a report on what does it cost us in resources to get out there and save your miserable butt. And it's quite a bit. It actually is quite a bit to get people out there because it's not just uh, emergency vehicles, but it's also wreckers and so on. And then you got to have plows out there to get to you. So it costs a lot to get out there to rescue someone, which is why when they start dropping those arms down, just don't. Yeah, and the, and the, uh, and the human treasure. You're asking those responders and people yeah. to be out in the same crappy conditions that they shouldn't be in. That's right, but they, yeah. But they, but they get paid for that. Yeah, okay. Well, it'll be open. It'll be really nice by this weekend. So I know you've got sporting events all but over I, the but place. But I'm, go- I'm going north. You're going north. What about all the teams that have got to travel around? Well, they're going to have to go exactly around. Around, something like that, yeah. But then by the time we get to this weekend, though, it ought to be, for the most part, really nice, except for those people who've got to travel up in the high country. Like, anyone has to go up and over the mountains, like 14 and 16, up there in the Bighorns. They might have, I, I know they're still trying to work on that, although they're not necessarily closed, but that's some hazards is going too. So watch out in the high country. Oh boy. Yeah. Well. Okay, Frank. But look, you've got your route all planned out. You'll be just fine. You're not going anywhere hazardous, right? Well, I haven't looked on White Hot's camera okay. map thing yet. So. Well, then there's the thing. It's a good idea to take a look at their map where they color code it. Yeah. I am so glad they had the cameras out there. Yeah. That, that it works. I rely on that more than I do the map. I agree. High school football rolls along today, tonight, and tomorrow statewide. Some of these teams are playing for playoff seats. Others are trying to get into the playoffs. And there's others that would just rather the season be over. The feature game in 4A will be number one Sheridan at 7-0, hosting number three in Natrona. They come in at 6-1. Cheyenne East 6-1 will host Windless Cheyenne South. Windless Laramie hosting Rock Springs. Cheyenne Central at 3-4 will host Campbell County. In 2A, Windless Glenrock goes to Newcastle. Burns at 1-6 will play Wheatland at 1-9 man. Casper Christian at 3-3 will be at Encampment. Casey at 4-3 will play Hewlett Saturday. 1-4 Midwest will host Matitsi. And keep track of all the high school football scores on WildPreps.com. College football, another great opportunity presents itself for the Wyoming Cowboys. They travel to Colorado Springs on Saturday to meet the Air Force. The UW defense has carried the load this year, and they really need to do it again tomorrow. Play assignment football to the max against that Air Force option running attack. Although the Falcons did throw the ball enough 
last week against San Diego State to give opposing defenses something to think about. Folks are 5-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in Mountain West Conference play after a 24-19 win over Fresno State. The offense just needs really to just take care of the ball, be productive when they have it, because the Air Force, when they have the ball, can choose some serious clock. Cowboys are 11-point underdogs in the game, and the Falcons come in at 5-0 oh overall, 3-0 and oh in Mountain West Conference play. 5 p.m. kick from the Academy tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. National Football League, the Denver Broncos lost again. Wow, is that news? No, not really. They were beaten by Kansas City 19-8 to fall the 1-5. The Chiefs beat the Broncos again? Is that news? No, not really. That's 16 in a row. Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes threw for 306. Broncos are just, they're awful. And we'll see how many players they get rid of in the next few weeks. High school volleyball from last night in 4A. Number 2, Cody B. Number 3, Kelly Walsh in an epic match. 25-20, 23-25, 25-19, 22-25, and 17-15. Tonight in 4A volleyball, Kelly Walsh will host Riverton. Laramie will host Natrona. Cheyenne East at home to meet Campbell County. Cheyenne Central at home to take on Thunder Basin. And Cheyenne South at home to meet Sheridan. Regional high school cross-country meets started Wednesday with the 3A West in Riverton. Today, 4A East. East will be in Gillette, the 4A West in Jackson, the 3A East in Buffalo, the 2A West in Ethany, and then tomorrow the 2A East will be in Newcastle. State High School Cross Country Meet will be in Cheyenne a week from tomorrow. That's it in sports. So UW get any television time this year? Oh, they got plenty. They've been okay. on national TV twice. Not nice. just not not just a, a regional network like on the Fox thing. Well, nice. Okay. <laughs> so now if they get a bowl game, which you're saying they're closing in on. Well, yeah. If yeah. they win this one, they'll be bowl eligible. Okay. You know. Um, now it's just they'll, they'll they'll be they'll yeah they'll be on TV they'll be on TV that's I just wondering how much TV time they got and they so, have gotten yeah, plenty plenty okay of well TV. that's good news all right thank you Frank have okay. a good weekend and mm-hmm. right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of yeah roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast don't forget now wake up Wyoming becomes a podcast shortly after I'm done here on the air the podcast is loaded you can listen anytime you want off the wake up Wyoming app free.